Welcome to the Chad G. Ortho OT Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Guerrero. I'm an orthopedic occupational therapist, strength and conditioning coach, sports trainer, and I hold over 40 specialty certifications in manual therapy, orthopedics, and sports medicine. On this podcast, we will discuss everything orthopedic therapy, sports medicine, and more. If you're a therapist, health and fitness professional, or someone just wanting to learn more about the orthopedic and sports medicine world, then this is a podcast for you. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening in to another episode of the Chad G Ortho OT Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Guerrero. Today we're going to talk about uh, knee subluxation, or the knee coming out of its groove, known as the uh, trochlear groove uh, on the femur. And uh, this is something I've seen a lot in my career. It's it's very, very common uh, for females, especially teenage females. I'm not 100% sure why, actually, and neither really is the research. There's some theories on that, which we'll kind of go over. Um, but it is very common with uh, teenage females. You know, so kind of there's a lot of history behind this as far as what the thoughts are, what the, um, you know, kind of what causes it. And uh, the, some of the things are everything from, you know, females maybe having a wider pelvis or just uh, even a male having a wider pelvis um, just because of the shape of the pelvis and the uh, Q angle, the angle from the, the hip to the knee. Um, you know, it could be a shallow groove that the kneecap sits in. The trochlear groove could be shallow. Um, abnormalities in someone's gait pattern, you know, how they're walking, just, just, you know, it's just dysfunction with that in general. Um, weakness of the thigh muscles, uh, especially weakness of the VMO vastus medialis obliquus, so the inner portion of the quad. The quad's made up of four muscles, and so that inner portion being uh, much smaller than the outer portion, which is known as the vastus lateralis, uh, and so that you know still all converge into the same quadricep tendon. Um, and so, you know that you know maybe the vastus lateralis being stronger is supposed to pull the kneecap to the outside, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there's these different you know concepts with this, and I've even had um, surgeons you know that would send a patient in, and so you know what I want them to do VMO specific strengthening. And, uh, you know, honestly, that's kind of silly. I hate to say that to the surgeon, but, you know, if, it, if you look at research on that, it, it shows that not even just quadriceps strengthening, but strengthening the entire lower extremity, you know, even the pelvis, the back, all of those things, if you strengthen that, can have a positive effect on uh, the knee pain and then also trying to reduce the occurrence of the kneecap, you know, laterally or slipping outside the groove to the outside of the knee. Um, you know, and you're looking at, um, you know, treatment for things like this, you know, what exactly is the best treatment? Like I said, that, uh, one of the biggest things that's, that's shown in a lot of the research is, is really to, um, improve strength overall in the lower extremity. Um, and then you, you're trying to reduce pain, you know, so if, if that's electric stem or heat or ice or, uh, uh, ultrasound or laser or whatever, uh, you want to use to try to reduce pain. Um, even soft tissue work, you know, massage work, things like that. If you have a muscle spasms and kind of going on that area, you can, you can do all those things to try to help it. Um, but that's not going to fix it. Those, those, um, kind of modalities, those are all help, but the main goal is to try to improve the strength overall. And then you may have to modify some of the movement patterns a little bit, you know, maybe if it's a sport, they're in basketball or cheerleading or dance or something like that, or soccer, you may have to modify, you know, uh, what their role is in that or kind of scaling back a little bit. Um, 
I like knee braces, at least for temporary usage, especially for this. I think it's Shock Doctor that makes, and I could be wrong about that, um, that makes a knee brace that has like this removable or adjustable little buttress pad in it. And so you can kind of push it or put it on the outside of the knee and uh, it kind of fits in like a U shape and it, it would help um, reduce the, the, the kneecap from pushing out. It's just kind of like a counter force to keep the kneecap in the groove. I, I personally like those and I, I think they were pretty cheap. I don't know, maybe $30, $35 or something like that. Um, which can be, you can say, well, that's kind of expensive, but if you've ever had your kneecap pop out of place, um, you'd probably pay 35 bucks to have it not pop out of place. So I, I definitely recommend for athletes, especially, or just people that are at work going up and down steps or stairs, um, to wear those, uh, knee braces, you know, while they're in the middle of those activities, especially while everything is nice and inflamed because whenever it slides out of the groove, what can happen is on the underside of the kneecap, uh, the patella, uh, there's like a cartilage. It's almost like a felt like kind of a cartilage. It's under there. And so you can irritate that cartilage. You can tear that cartilage. There's also cartilage that's lining the uh, trochlear groove there, uh, that notch. And so it's, you know, you can damage or, or irritate either one of those. You can irritate the tendons. The patella or quadricep tendon can become inflamed and irritated. So you have to try to manage uh, as much as you can the patient's pain and symptoms um, and, and at the same time, again, build that strength. Um, the other thing that's, I don't know, it's, I don't want to call it controversial, but, you know, some people swear by it. Some people um, say it absolutely doesn't work. You know, I'm kind of in the middle on it with taping techniques. Now, you can use like a McConnell taping or a very stiff type of taping to try to keep that kneecap, um, you know, really compressed down, seated better in the groove. Uh, but the only problem with that is if, if you're having some irritation on the other side of the kneecap, or in the groove, you know, and you, and you mash it down in there. So you, you may irritate that. Um, I, I know a lot of people that use kinesiology uh, or, you know, type tape. Um, I use specifically for me, I, I typically only use rock tape. Um, I think rock tape's a great product. And it's, I use the, uh, the extra sticky and waterproof and I buy it in bulk rolls. And I, I think it's fantastic. I've been using a lot of different tape over the last 18 years. And, uh, the rock tape by far is, is, is definitely my favorite. Um, but you can use that, you know, to try to create a little bit of mechanical pull and try to, you know, encourage the kneecap from going to the outside a little bit, um, you know, and, and it also can help modulate pain. You know, it, there is some research that supports it, the kinesio tape, and you're putting that tape on the, on the skin, helps to modulate or reduce some of the pain um, and improve maybe proprioceptive awareness to that area. Um, because if you have an area that's been inflamed or irritated, the you know proprioceptive awareness is kind of um, it can be kind of what's called smudged or um, it kind of gets garbled up basically, and so it doesn't hurt. You know, because this an, an example of that would be somebody who maybe hurt their knee and, and maybe it's been hurt a month ago, and like they still say, "Gosh, you see how swollen my knee is? I mean, it just feels huge." And you look at it and it's not swollen and you measure it with a tape and it's not swollen. But the person swears that the, the knee is, is swollen. There's this edema. Um, but that basically um, is a misrepresentation of the tissue, the joint, etc. Uh, by the brain. So a lot of times you can use tape for that or you can use like a light instrument assisted, um, you know, scraping or, or, you know, cupping or whatever you like to use in that area just to bring that awareness and reduce that cortical smudging, so to speak, that's going on. So, um, and then you know you can have surgical intervention. I've had patients have surgery with this, and 
actually they go in and, and do what's called a lateral release where they release some of the small ligaments on the outside of the kneecap, um, you know, and, and even relocate the, uh, the tendon uh, on the tibia, you know, even move that over a little bit. Um, you know, in, in, in a like severe situation where someone has a lot of, um, you know, maybe some bone deformities or growth deformities, things like that, they can do like just a bone realignment and that's pretty extensive. Uh, when they're going in and doing that, I mean, you're you're talking about a pretty tremendous, um, you know, surgical uh, procedure. So, if you know, if you're having this going on and you don't really know what to do about it, number one, try to look for one of those braces that um, has the pad that pushes against the kneecap to kind of push it back to the inside, um, and then uh, I would work on you know just overall strengthening in that area. Of course, if you're a patient, make sure you get that clicked with your physician or go see an orthopedic or you're probably best to see an orthopedic, um, you know, or if you have an area that has direct access to therapist or if a therapist can screen you and look for it or whatever, um, I definitely would do that and, and get that opinion and make sure that is what's, what's going on. And then, you know, if you're a clinician, uh, you know, if you're a therapist, like I said, I've seen this a ton in my career. Um, it's one of those things you got to jump on it pretty quick and you got to make sure that you're doing the right things, really focusing on the strengthening, because if you don't, this turns into a big, big issue, and especially for a teenage female athlete, they're going to have trouble most of the time. I mean, it's, you know, all the way until they graduate and then some, you know, until they stop with their sport or whatever that is. So um, you, you really don't want to let this just kind of go by the wayside and rock on and kind of write it off. You want to be, you know, pretty, pretty intense about it. Um, and then if you're a strength and conditioning, you know, coach or a personal trainer or something like that, um, and, you know, if the person, you know, feels confident in your skills and, and you're allowed based off of what your guidelines and rules and regulations are, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's really not a lot of rocket science. I know some clinicians want it to be a lot of rocket science, but in reality, put a race on, get it stabilized, and then start strengthening. Modify activities if you need to. You know, obviously, if there's an activity where you're having to plant the foot, turn, rotate, Feels like the kneecap's going to come out of place. Avoid that activity until you get things kind of figured out. So, um, you know, that's just kind of my my take on all of it. Um, someone else may have a different opinion. Might say my opinion is the uh, is the greatest. But if you look at like again over my career, what I've seen, and then you're looking at research, what works the best. You know, that's that's kind of the the strengthening and and uh, and pain and infl- infl- inflammation. Uh, modulation and taking care of that is the biggest thing. So I hope that helps uh, guys. I appreciate you for listening. Um, Thank you so much for your support. Please rate my podcast five stars, wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe and uh, you guys have an awesome day. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrero Rehabilitation, setting the bar for rehabilitative and sports medicine care.